Welcome to the Mysterious World Podcast with Pablo Amira and Stuart Palm. Join us as we connect across time and space, exploring and sharing the mysteries of our world and your world. Hello and welcome to Mysterious World. This is Stuart Palm. I'm here with Pablo Amira. Hello. 9.51 in Hong Kong and... 10.58 in Chile. 10.58 a.m., yeah? Yeah, a.m. This podcast is a conversation about the world of mystery and mysteries around the world. That's why we are connecting across the globe uh, to make this recording. And uh, we are both performing mentalists... What else do you do aside from mentalism, Pablo? Well, I am professionally a psychologist. I do classes for university about teamwork and different uh, related topics. And that's my main uh, job, if you want to call it in that manner. But, yeah, but I love arts in various forms, uh, First, I am a performer, as you say, a mentalist, and I enjoy a lot to perform my material and create mystery for others. But I also am a musician. I, I play guitar, and also I have a jazz duo with my wife. And we play in different places, and we have a lot of fun. And I love also read a lot poetry and do various cu curious things. <laughs> What about Cur you, Stuart? Curious is a great word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. Related to mystery, of course. And it sounds like you must be busy. <laughs> yeah. Professionally, I am an entertainer, and I also am a hypnotherapist. So it's actually very similar um, to what you do. I have yeah. a background in fine art, uh, a degree in, in painting and liberal arts. I do illustrations and designs and um, make paintings still from time to time. I love music, but I don't play any music, although I, I do like to sing. But most of my time is focused on uh, hypnosis. That's the main focus for me right now. Yeah, nice. And do, do you perform an hypnosis show as well as, as hypnotherapy? Yep. Yeah. And um, yes. it, it mixes into every show I do. There is some part usually that uh, involves yeah. hypnosis. Yeah. But I do have a full-on hypnosis show as well. Yeah, nice. Hypnosis is a fascinating thing. We can talk about in our next episode for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and it's all, it, it would be good to cover because it's amazing that um, I come across weekly, maybe even daily, people who don't necessarily believe it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. So they are extra astonished when they see it actually happening, and it's with their own friends who aren't playing along. Um, it opens a whole new world of, of mystery yeah. to our theme, uh, yeah. people, when they see that. So I'm very curious, because you're in Chile. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, yeah. For, for those who, who are hearing and they don't know the country, first of all, let me tell you that Chile has... Um, The, the, the original, the, the official language is Spanish. Yes. So, yeah. so if 
one of my words that not sound correct is because I studied Spanish with Salvador Dalí. <laughs> <laughs> I, I invent a new type of English, I think. So, so if my pronunciation is strange, it's because I talk most of the day in Spanish. So, you, sorry about I, that, but I, I do it. Great, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thanks. And if my English is not very good or pronunciation is strange, it's just because I'm American. <laughs> good point. <laughs> and, and I live in Hong Kong, so I'm sure it's morphed into some strange version of my own accent. I've actually had people swear to me that I don't have an American accent, which I find strange, because I'm pretty, <laughs> sh pretty sure I have an American accent. You have a, a yeah, a similar uh, to, to anyone that I can hear, but it's a little more refined, I think. <laughs> well, thank you. We both spend time speaking to people. Interestingly, <laughs> I think um, language in itself is very important for mentalism and hypnosis. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is an amount of body language that happens, of course, but to bring somebody into trance, I can do it over Skype, and most of what's going on is language use. Yeah, People yeah. Know about NLP is, is language use. Yeah, um, I, I, I wanted to uh, point about that, the, the thing about Milton Erickson and how the, the concept of communication at the end yeah. was changed by, by his observation about how we can influence others with language. It's amazing because at the end, talking in a manner and communicating something is about influence other, not about myself doing the correct things, rather let them in a manner influence themselves. And that's amazing. Yes, he, he is truly amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, know, we know obviously certain language patterns for creating different suggestions and sensations. And in a manner, we are crafters of reality. We can make others feel something that we want to let them feel. And it's amazing because in a matter we can change in reality for others. Exactly. And that's exactly why hypnosis is possible. That's also yeah. why music is possible. It's also why yeah. art is possible. What you're doing yeah. in... Actually, I think every form of um, expression and communication that I have learned in my, li my entire life has been... The, it's been a focus of changing reality for other people for a yeah. positive reason. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we, we can do it for bad reasons, but we, we decide to do it for the positive, right? <laughs> we, 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 hope. we hope. We must balance the light and dark, but I tend to stay on the light side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> and you know, I... I yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's funny that we start to talk about language because uh, this morning... I was thinking about language and how it's amazing to know several different words in different language and even know to speak in another language because in some languages the structure and the meanings are so much complex that in our language, for example, a simple example, love in Spanish is amor, okay? And there's some other ways to call uh, a similar emotion. But if we study Greek, for example, Greek has several different ways to talk about love. 
and and different types of love and different perceptions about love so maybe they and and human mind if if he wants to develop a, a new language obviously the mind will expand to new concepts and new perceptions right new new ways to understand things yeah yeah it's, it's very powerful and i think that is a very very interesting thing to to learn maybe not a complete language but but new perceptions about different words and concepts right because it's not necessarily just the word love it's it's that it has a more complex understanding of what it means and yeah, love in yeah. itself is is a strange word in any language <laughs> yeah. because you can love your child you can love your wife you can love your car but all different loves yeah, you know, and, and maybe in other languages, the that types of loves is different, and that simple and and concrete word can define various different contexts about that concept. Right. It's fascinating. Very. Sadly, I I can't contribute too much to the language conversation as I I've learned little bits and pieces of a bunch of different languages, but never really learned a second language fully. The closest I've come, I, I can speak some French, and I can understand uh, some French and German, and now Cantonese. But watching my son absorb both English and Cantonese, I mean, he's not speaking yet, but just watching that process and the, the, the sounds that he makes that I know He's trying to mimic and express something. I can hear when they're English, and I can hear when they're Chinese, and it's very interesting. Ah, nice, nice. And Stuart, how is your experience in connecting with others using English and not the Cantonese? Well, I guess I'm good at miming things out. And of course, I, ha I have a, you know, I, I can say a few words and express a few things. Oh, okay. But but, but you so do your phone. A lot of people speak English or at least understand a basic, because it was a, a British colony for so long. Yeah yeah okay okay. So it's not a pr a problem or an issue for you no. to 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 do your shows in English, for example. Not no. Surprisingly, no. It's fine to do the shows in English. Yeah, nice. There have been nice. some situations where I've had a translator for parts, um, but I change the material if if I'm gonna if. if crowd I know is going to be predominantly Chinese, um, I will change the material a little bit so there's more visual things and things that are a little easier to explain and probably not be performing hypnosis in Chinese. That would be a, quite a task. Yeah, yeah. Although, obviously, hypnosis can be done in a non-verbal manner, but it's far more complex, right? Yes. And related to this topic, um, continue the conversation, Stuart. Why why do you think that personally and then I will share my views uh, why why do you become interested in this performance art that is mentalism I wanted to be a jedi <laughs> I want to control people right <laughs> uh, No um it's not about controlling people I mean maybe at some point I I thought that'd be cool as, as a child but for real, do you want to be a Jedi? Do you like Star Wars? Oh, I love, oh, I love, I love Star Wars. But oh, okay. I mean, that was probably part of it. I remember times very young, um, 
sitting with a cup in front of me and trying to get the cup to move to my hand by yeah. using the force and things like that. Um, <laughs> there was a game that we played. I have two sisters, my sisters and I quite often, and, and with my friends, called Mastermind. And Mastermind was a game with little colored pegs, red, green, yellow, blue, black, white. And one person would set up a pattern of these colors behind uh, a screen. And the other person would make guesses as to what the pattern they picked was. And then they would give a response that would tell you if they had one that was right in the right place or right in the wrong place and how many you were right about. And you would have to use basic logic to narrow it down and figure it out. And nice. Naturally, I was good at this game. And, um, and I felt as though I had some ability to just see what they were thinking. And that's probably the first place that I, that I experienced this kind of feeling and this kind of understanding of things. Yeah. And then I got into um, magic as well as a kid. But, but more, I was more interested, always more interested in art. I, I think there is a sense of um, calling to sort of the witch doctor status, the shamanistic status that I have always been a part of more yeah. so than, um, than wanting to pull rabbits out of hats. So it makes <laughs> yeah. sense that hypnosis would be where I'd end up. Well, personally, I become interested in this performance art uh, very... Uh, not, not, not normally, because, uh, as you said, uh, a normal track, a normal way to, to approach mentalism is become interested, first of all, in magic. Yeah. Because yeah. mentalism is, 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 in a matter, a more mature uh, performance art. You need different type of abilities that obviously you get as you get mature in life. And I got interested in magic when I was 17. But, but as you, I, I never quite feel comfortable in, in magic because... The, the mystery, the, the deepen, uh, the, the level of mystery is not as profound as in mentalism, I think. Or maybe in my case, I, I can accomplish much more with mentalism and my goals with that. So at that age, I start to explore uh, different magic effects. And, and at the same time, I start to develop uh, a mentalism show. And obviously in the early beginnings, um, it's far more different than now, but but I love to show other persons an interesting experience that they can categorize as as something mysterious, something unknown. Sure, sure. And and what more powerful, what more mysterious that our own mind is exactly. is is very is very powerful and is very personal because everyone had personal thoughts, had desires, for example, as you say, to move things with your mind. I think that that is a childhood fantasy for everyone, yeah. to move yeah. a coin, you know, move, move something from the table. We, we can see Harry Potter's movie and, and all the, the impact that has for a, a whole generation about doing things magically and, and have solutions to life in a magical manner. But not magic, as you say, with the hat and the trick and abracadabra, ta-da! Yeah. 
to achieve the thing, but but in a real manner. And I think that with this performance art that is mental, we can approach that in a in a very very close manner to the real thing. And and as you say, some sometimes in the real manner because we can use intuition. In my case, and I think that you do also. I use intuition on my show, and it's amazing the results that I can have when I do a reading or when I do in mind reading. It's amazing. I agree. Intuition is is an amazing power that we all have, and I think that it is good to use it to communicate to people that they can trust their intuition more than than they might be doing already. Yeah, um, I think it's important to communicate to people that worrying is a bad thing to do <laughs> and uh, uh, ruminating over troubles in life. I think that um, these things can be helped and communicated through our kind of performance in a way uh, where people might not even realize that's what they're being told. And I think it's yeah. that kind of communication that is the most powerful. When, yeah. people, when people absorb something and yet they don't realize, and that's that's really what Erickson d did. He he made everything into a story, and people would think, "Why is this man telling me crazy stories?" And then all of a sudden, what it was that they were concerned with, they realize has has been solved. Yes, yes, that the power that had that man has was was really amazing, and I think that very unconsciously or very consciously, I don't know, he understood the power of stories to human beings. Yeah, I think, he, I think he consciously understood as well. I think yeah, yeah, but 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 I, I, obviously at the beginning, I think that 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 practice about using metaphors and using their own cap capacities of the the person to to be flexible enough to make a story about something that he or she will interest in is very powerful. Our, our society in every culture has in a manner the desire to to receive a story when we born in any place uh, in any culture in hong kong in usa in chile whatever we start to receive stories about our family about our culture about what is right what is wrong and we we grow up with those stories and and be able to change stories to others is also amazing. In a performance, in a therapy session, during a class, during a casual conversation, we can change people's stories and we can do something relevant and even mysterious for someone. When we share a performance, we create a mysterious story for the rest of their lives for them, right? That's true. It's very powerful, and and sometimes I think we forget that how, yeah, how yeah. these kinds of experiences can stay with people forever. I imagine yeah. when people see hypnosis in a show, that's the only time that they see hypnosis in a show, unless they then go and seek that out again. Um, yeah. And the same goes for seeing somebody be able to tell them the name of the friend that they're thinking of it's probably the only time that they experience this yeah unless they go inside to study it that's the, the only people that see a lot of this are other performers of mentalism yeah yeah i i think that that frame of mind is very positive for each of us and not just in mentalism but maybe in everyday life for example if if we sing a song for other if we 
say a poem for other if we say positive thing for other we we can think that maybe that person will receive only one word or similar uh, story from from myself in in, in his whole, whole whole life maybe I, i will be the only one who can do a positive story for them so maybe with that type of innocence and that type of approach to everyday things maybe we can tell beautiful stories for others right because it seems as though um, what we do is in some forms modern shamanism yeah um, where is your origin in becoming that well i have several different experiences and different persons that helped me to to take this path i don't say to achieve this because <laughs> I, i i achieve different things every day a small situation for example one of my mentors is kenton never do you know him of course yes. um he's a very powerful not just performer or magician mentalist <clears throat> but this is an inspirational person for various different things I studied his work in my early age of performing and and he did he, he really changed my mind about communication about myself even how how I can develop myself to to be a better communicator and understand suggestion understand different different little aspects about first of all performing but then expanded to life um my experience in life also leads me to construct this this personality of myself in to to be a a search a searcher in my for for the unknown for the the curious things about life and be someone to to have a, a different a, an interesting story to tell to others i think that that that's very interesting for me and and one of my path to to become what what I am right now do you believe you were called to this in some way i think so i i don't i don't believe myself as a in as a light or a guru or something like that i just human obviously as you do of course but but i think that in a transcendental level we all have our purpose in life and it's our task to find it and to share with others a gift does not mean anything if it's not shared right I so I so i think that is is a in a manner is my purpose in life as others other person in the world has other purpose in life mine is not better than others it's not special than others i I love I really love the power of the poetry for example the hats in life and even I I I feel much more mystery sometimes to hear a, a beautiful poem that seeing for example a magic show and that's in a kind of sad in a way because the magician is the responsible to share mysteries but uh is at the end our task i think as as a mentalist um as a searcher of the mystery to to create the unknown for others and the beautiful mystery for others
Sure. I, I think there's a lot of mystery being shared in, in many art forms. Um, yeah, and yeah, people, yeah. People would do well to seek out and experience them. Like you don't see poetry or hear poetry very often unless you personally search for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and as a classical aphorist said, the, the beauty is in the eye of the spectator, right? Yeah, and what about you, Stuart? Do, do you think that you have maybe a call for being who you are? Well, it is always a debate whether or not things um, are fated or not. But the and, and there was a long period of my life where I would have said, no, I'm in control. And I know that there's a level of control, but I do believe that there is a sort of fate to things, especially the things that people are good at yeah and um i think there is a natural inclination to be good with people and to be good at reading people and to be empathetic um and i've always been able to read people fairly well so i think there is a sense of calling in that in that understanding that that's who i am and i've yeah. been searching for it a long time and for a long time that search was through communicating through drawings and paintings and things like that problem with that is that it's not um, it's not as direct communication and uh, you make the painting you, you are very in some ways it's a lot more self-absorbed it's a lot more selfish you make it about yourself in the end and you give it away or put it on a wall or <laughs> you know the, the thing about paintings is um, I never want to be around my own paintings once they're done I'd like to get rid of them and have have them communicate with other people fantastic that's wonderful when that happens yeah um and now most of the things that i do are more graphic design i, I design playing card decks uh for various people i design um uh, all kinds of well, all kinds of different things t-shirts things for performers performers banners and things for yeah. websites all kinds of stuff like that and it's nice to be able to make a design that actually somebody has a use for <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of thing and, and how, how do you feel that this aspect of your life as a designer um, in, a, in a manner influenced your approach to mystery performance and mystery in general? The act itself of creating, the act itself of making a drawing or a painting is a meditation. And yeah. when you go into a meditation... <laughs> you learn things yeah and it's not sometimes possible to explain what you've learned or communicate what you learned except through that painting so i have a yeah. lot of metaphors in itself uh in the creation of art that work well for performance and hypnosis in that there are parts of a hypnotic process or hypnotherapy that I can't communicate without a story. There are parts of the show that I wouldn't be able to communicate except in the construct that is created through the show. And I don't yeah. think I would understand that as well if I didn't have that meditation of painting and drawing for many, many years. And I think a lot of people um, who are good at what we do have a form of that in music or something else. There's some form of meditation some form of focus on um, 
that allows their brain to get away from conscious thinking that makes them better at doing this. Yeah. It's really conscious thinking is what uh, holds us back quite often. <laughs> well, that that's our, in a manner, our, our polarity as human beings, right? Well, one of them is yeah. the, the conscious and our unconscious, how we can approach our unconscious mind without the critical factor of our conscious mind and how we can develop our unconscious process because sometimes we can get fears and get scared about some unconscious things, right? You know what, as an immunotherapist, our phobias, right, come from our conscious, our uh, early experience with a spider, for example, or any type of... Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> and a dog uh, or different things. I have a friend who's who's a very afraid of dogs, and sure. but but this is incredible fear. Obviously, it's a phobia, right? It's it's a illogical fear, and no, it's not. It, I don't I don't agree with that. I think, I, it's, I think it's a very logical fear to be afraid of dogs. Okay, um, people. Why have, they probably had an experience where uh, there was a danger in the dog. It has pointy teeth, and there are dogs that might bite you. So what's yeah. happening is their unconscious mind is trying to help them. That fear yeah, is sure. created to help them. Um, sure. But, but the thing is they that would, for... They would be better served if they could take that uh, part of their unconscious mind and, and, and do something else with it other than yeah, afraid yeah. of dogs. Yeah, no, I, yeah well, I, I, I was thinking about, for example, uh, an experience that I had with my friend in which he took a magazine, right? Yeah. A magazine, and, and from the picture of the magazine, he got scared, you know? Of a dog? Yeah, of a dog. Wow. wow. Yes, and that, that deepness, uh, that, that profound phobia, I told you, and uh, he goes uh, to the psychologist and he's becoming better, obviously, but uh, thanks to God, but... Uh, but that was my point of about our unconscious is so powerful that as any tool can be very constructive for us, but also destructive for our daily development. Well, what we understand today, um, he probably had a negative experience with dogs before, yeah. his, before he was three years old, something very young. Yeah. And it doesn't mean he has to have been attacked by a dog. Um, he could have been in a car wreck and there was a dog there and the negative experience of the car wreck imprinted on the existence of the dog. Uh, yeah. These things can be crossed over in all kinds of strange ways. So yes. uh, hopefully the person he's working with um, is, dealing, is helping him deal with this and change the fear in a manner that's not going to be too lengthy in process. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think a year or many years of sessions? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that this has this um depth timeline for this? Uh, 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 do, do you think that that for example in this case uh, he has a um uh how can I say that a, a a date in which he will not will be recovered about this for me? Oh, um, my belief, if I was to meet somebody with a phobia, to um, 
work with hypnotherapy with the person to get rid of the phobia. Uh, I believe it is possible to do it in one session. Okay. Uh, that's not always going to happen. But that will yeah. be my focal point. That will be my goal. And um, it's great to reach that goal. Nice. So because you believe it in a manner, it's possible. Yeah, well, I know it's possible. Um, it's whether or not I understand and use the right metaphors and the right communication in order to help the person. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if, if it doesn't work in, in one session, then um, I will reevaluate what I've used and um, hopefully it'll be two sessions. I don't yeah, think it yeah. should take more than four. Okay. Okay, so it, it, this is interesting because it leads me to believe the idea that belief is so important to to understand our reality and our, our expectations about what happens in the future. Because, for example, in, in the early ages of hypnosis, there was no way that in one session a, a, a profound change can, can happen, right? But then new studies and new persons that basically said, but can be done. Sure. Change the sure. story. Change the story for others. And others start to believe that story about, okay, it can be done. And it, it can be done, right? Right. Basically, I think this. This is, this is what I believe is happening. If he sits down with me and he accepts the idea that there is a part of his mind keeping him in fear of dogs that is helping him to be safe. Yeah. And if that, if he accepts that we can talk directly to that part of his mind and ask that part of his mind to understand that dogs are safe as long as you understand and are familiar with dogs and treat them well and that he can have that part help him in another way. And if he accepts the suggestion, then it will work. Yeah. So he, you know, I, I have to believe it, <laughs> for him to believe it, and then if he believes it, then we're good. And I don't nice. mean believe it as in, like, he decides to believe it. It's an unconscious process. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. I'm constantly yeah. fascinated by it. So, so, so with that um, concept in mind, our unconscious is never our enemy, right? Oh, never. Well, that's a good or, or, or not. Well, no. I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, ima I can imagine ways in which it's, it's not doing good things for us sometimes. But, okay. Uh, generally, well, you see, it doesn't judge. Um, it doesn't make right and wrong, doesn't make moral choices. Yeah. It, it does what you ask it to do. So if you want to be cool at the age of 12, and so you have taken on the habit of smoking cigarettes to be cool because you've told your unconscious mind that that's what it needs to do, then you grow a habit that's not good for you. And then you, your unconscious mind believes what the 
cigarette company tells you in that the cigarette is a, got nicotine that you're addicted to, and you decide on an unconscious level that it was going to be too hard for you to stop doing this habit. So in that yeah. sense, the goal of being cool is um, at the expense of your life in the long run. Yeah. So in that way, your unconscious mind is not is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but at the beginning, your unconscious mind. Um, it's trying to do the good, it's, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, doing. Yeah. It's doing what you ask. What you ask, sure, sure. Yeah, but because, it does. but because it, it, it not has any moral attached to it. Yeah. 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 Interesting, right? Right. It varies. <laughs> and related to this theme about the mind, Stuart, how how do you feel? What do you think about ESP psychic phenomena? The I think that everybody has moments where they're in more con uh, contact, contact. Their, own yeah, their own ability and their own ability to see things outside of their own linear experience of life. Yeah. And so I think that it, there are times when everyone experiences some form of um, what we would call ESP. Or some yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. I think it's very hard to prove it one way or the other. Might be impossible. Um, yeah. But I, I have experienced things myself that go way beyond day-to-day uh, -day coincidence. And yeah. I think a lot of people have those experiences. Yeah. But I think like, uh, like lucid dreaming, the more you work on it, And the more you, uh, the more you meditate on it, and the more you function in that world, the yeah. stronger you will have an ability to take it on. Just like yeah. in hope hypnosis, the more you're hypnotized, the more hypnotizable you become. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because um, back to the topic of hypnosis, I am very suggestible, very suggestible. In 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 the the limit that is, that is also very harmful for me. If my wife has a headache, I have it immediately. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and at the same time, if I have a migraine, for example, or, or a headache, and I start to meditate and use pendulum and use relaxation, I become better. Sure. <laughs> so my life is a is a very suggestible thing. <laughs> so it's it can be detrimental, but you can understand it, and it can be helpful. So that's good. So yeah. It's good yeah. That you have understood. Uh, it, um, It remains to me the most important communication from the world of mystery. Um, is, uh, in the Greek, they would say nothe seton, which I'm not sure how they pronounce it. Um, but it's on the center of the inner chamber of the temples in ancient Egypt. Yeah. You will find the phrase know thyself in some form. Yeah, and you will find it in Greek temples. You will find it at the Oracle of Delphi. And I think that that's what we're here to do—to understand ourselves. That is the yeah. mystery to take on. Now we're never really going to completely perfect it, because perfection is a goal that's never achieved. Yeah. But, but everyone needs to find a way to take on that that path, and everyone's path is different. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and our path and, uh, and at the end, our life is a mysterious journey, right? Completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why we are here, where we, we will go, you know? And, exactly. and we can be blind to, to see these mysteries in our everyday life. If, if we are blind to this, well, we, we are not enjoying, I think. We are not enjoying life in a full potential. If, if we just get a scientific and pragmatic perspective about life, I think that we are missing a lot. Regarding about the ESP, a side phenomena that, that I ask you, I also believe that, that, that these types of phenomena and experience are, are common for everyone. And this is part of my script in my show at the beginning, mm -hmm. that everyone has, um, in a way or other, an interesting and mysterious experience, right? Sure. Sure. Um, and it's amazing how our mind can detect that strange phenomena and keep it as a story. And, but I also believe, not just in moments regarding this, this topic, but also in persons that can be more intuitive than others and use their intuition almost at will. How do you feel about that? No, I think no, that's very true. Very true. Yeah, yeah. It's like any, any talent, any craft in, in reality. There's a lot of persons who can play one string in the guitar. There's a lot of persons who can play a beautiful song, yeah. but there are a few persons that can be a concertist, right? And have a complete development of skills to be on a stage, to play beautifully, to move others. And I think that is the same thing to us as a mentalist, but also to others who has these psychic abilities. We, we have different skills, personal skills that we develop and we place it on a stage, right? Each one is sure. different. And, but also, these persons that don't do shows, don't do it for entertainment, but do it for real, and do, these persons are special, but not special in a divine manner, special like anyone else. Yeah. I believe that everyone has the capacity to become a concert musician or artist who could show uh, a beautiful painting. But I don't believe that everyone has the same amount of ability to write a song. Yeah, for sure. Or to come up with a new painting or a new image or a new picture. Well, I, I do actually with painting, I think everybody could make their own painting. I think that that's totally fine. But yeah, sure. Start to yeah. judge levels of of quality, it, but the more you do something, the better you get at it. And um, if you don't start to get better at it, you're not going to keep working at it, probably. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to say how much of um, an ability is a gifted thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that everyone has the capacity to do everything in his own manner, right? Without any critical voices that say, no, it's wrong. That's not how uh, we teach you to do it, you know? But for me, as you say, it's, it's maybe um, a conditioned thing that we have because 
if I do a painting and it's ugly for others, I will not get motivation to do it again. Right. But I think if we enjoy the process and the fun to do it, the the end result is not as important as the path, right? Because I learn how to mix colors, I get a stain in my shirt and that is funny, or maybe not, or or maybe I learn a new thing. And and that in a daily basis, as a daily experience, I think that is a real goal to 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 do something, to have the motivation to experience it, not just make something beautiful for others in, at the beginning, rather something beautiful for me. Well, Studies have shown that the best thing you can do to keep your brain young is to just keep learning and learning new things. Yeah. So I think everyone should take on new tasks and new ideas and new crafts and new arts and new learning. It's yeah. always going to be good for you. There's no feeling yeah. bad about it. At one time, I hear, do you know Max Mayer, right? The, the mentalist? At one time, I heard him in a documentary that if he didn't explore the, the mysterious in his mentalism and his own studies, he he just commit suicide. And he would. And, and the interview was very shocked. But in a deep manner, it's very profound and very interesting to see. Not not in a in a critical manner or or well, placing him well, as, a, as a crazy man. But in reality, our life is so precious that sure, if, we sure. don't, if we don't do anything for it, we don't have any purpose to live. Right? Well, I, have, I have known many people in many fields of art. And you can easily say that the artistic tendencies and those of us who have that kind of a soul are yeah. more easily affected by life and emotion. And yeah. we are more easily depressed and yeah uh we do often need our arts yeah more than exactly. just more than it just being a passion that we want to do we kind of need to do it so i'm not that surprised that the dark man max maven <laughs> made that statement yeah yeah well i, I honestly i the first time i hear it i i was Kind of surprised that uh, would say what how how he can say suicide in a in a video right <laughs> something like that in, in an ethical manner but sure. but then I understood it in a little bit little bit deep way and he's right he's right cool so as we progress and do more of these um, I think it would be fun to talk about cultural things and beliefs in different cultures. Of course. I'm sure you have many um, stories on that level. Yeah. Um, and then there are, there are so many wonderful mysteries in the world. I keep seeing these hilarious uh, TV shows. I, I have a bit of a personal obsession with the Ancient Aliens TV shows. <laughs> and while I don't believe in everything they're talking about, I'm still completely entertained, and I love the stories of UFOs yeah. and aliens and these kinds of things. Yeah. And they um, they go back to your neck of the woods quite often. Uh, <laughs> South America as a whole has many different wonderful stories in that world. Yeah, yeah. 
The ancient astronaut theory. Do you know that? Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, beautiful. And that typical Greek scientific guy with the crazy uh, hair. So, so, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, Georgos. I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, but very, very interesting. He has another program yeah, in Eastern Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Crazy theories, but very interesting. I agree. Yeah. But what it is is good stories, and they're just yeah. they're just taking the idea of a god and replacing it with uh, aliens, and that's well, what basically what that show does is rewrites every myth story that they can tell and find with an yeah. alien instead of a god or a supreme being or a mythological character. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. I'm and the, reaction, and the reaction of the audience is very interesting to see as well because in a conscious manner, in a critical manner, almost all we say, ah, that's crap, that's lie, you know. But at the end, we, we, we take the remote control and we see the program because even if we think that this just lies and crazy stories, it's an interesting story and we still watch it. This is the commercial, you know. It's not too crazy to not believe it. Yeah. Do they have, um, where you are, do they practice candle magic and, um, uh, uh, what do they call it, the tent? There's a Spanish magic and I can't think of the name of it now. Like shamanistic uh, practices? Yeah, uh, Botania shops. Um, in, in New I used to live in a sort of Spanish area in New York, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And yeah, well, not wonderful little magic shops that, that okay. I'm not talking about performance magic. I'm talking about um, the botanias, I think is what they call them. No, I can't yeah. think of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah but, but it's not typical here. Okay. I was wondering if they if that, that existed in Chile as well. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We, we have other type of cultural, magical practices. Yeah, we, uh, there's a or, original... Um, people and, and and group in here called the Mapuches. Okay. The Mapuches are very interesting. It has their own view of the world, of the universe, a beautiful cosmovision. And and they have a, a, a witch uh, they, they call Machi. Yeah. And and the Machi has obviously has in in many cultures a healing uh, function a storytelling function, and they also place blessings, but also curses, and and they are beautiful. I I, I have been with many of them, and I learn a lot about mystery. It would be yeah, cool to share stories on those kinds of findings in future episodes. Yeah, sure, I, I love it. I don't completely know all of the things that exist on that level in Hong Kong, but I've learned of and experienced a few. Um, and I've also traveled some other places to seek out uh, shamans to work with and learn from. Nice. So you can check another good thing to talk about. Yeah, sure. I am very happy to to share my thoughts and to hear your thoughts and create something new and hopefully interesting. So I wait the episode one. If this one is zero, I don't know. Maybe episode two. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I think this will oh. be episode one. Um, and I, I'm very happy this has gone so well and smoothly. And, and uh, I don't know even how I, I, I wanted to make a podcast. And I thought, I think Pablo would probably want to. And I just went with it. So I'm very glad that you were completely open 
to that experience. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Um, oh, well, thank you for joining. I, I think we should plug a little bit. Uh, so why don't you give your website uh, that you want to give and uh, any maybe Twitter or Facebook or whatever you want to share? How will people sure. find you? Sure. If anyone wants to contact me, um, just go to Facebook and little known site and just place Pablo Amira, my, my name. My, my, let me tell you that my original uh, last name was Amiras because it's Greek. But, but when my great-grandfather came to Chile, they just changed it. So it sounds like a girl's name, Amira. <laughs> so, so if any, anyone wants to contact me, I have uh, a connection with me in Twitter, Pablo Mira, in Facebook, Pablo Mira, and I will be glad to, to connect with you and share some stories about the mysterious. That's P-A-B-L-O-A-M-I-R-A. Yeah, Pablo Amira. And what about you? I am Stuart Palm on most things, so uh, spelled S-T-U-A-R-T-P-A-L-M, like the palm of your hand, and you can find me at Stuart Palm on Twitter, um, Stuart Palm Mentalist and Hypnotist on Facebook, or you can find my name, just Stuart Palm, and my website is www.stuartpalm.com, um, but those are all the ways. Nice. So thank you, Paolo. We will talk soon, and um, hopefully we can do this as like a weekly thing or at least a bi-weekly thing. Sure, sure. Just we, we just stay in contact, and we see when we have time, and we have a nice conversation. Great, man. Thank you. Okay, Stuart. Have a good day. Good night. <laughs>